Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of our triune God, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. In 2006, two young men made a startling discovery. You see, their father had recently passed away, and they were going through his house. And as they were going through the house, they noticed that one of the walls just didn't look quite right. There was something just a little bit off about it. And as they started investigating further, they discovered that this was, in fact, a false wall that was hiding a secret passageway. Well, they opened up the secret passageway, and they found a number of valuable pieces of artwork including a Norman Rockwell original that was worth over $5 million. Now, they didn't know why their father had hidden away these paintings, but they were filled with joy that they now had these valuable paintings, but more than that, they could share these paintings with others. We could argue that this man was not a good steward of these paintings. You see, paintings are something that are meant to be put out and displayed, And that is exactly what his two sons did with this. They gave them to the Norman Rockwell Museum where the painting is now on display for others to come and enjoy. But just imagine if those sons had never discovered that hidden wall. That painting would have sat there unused. It would have had no value because it was hidden away and not being used the way it was intended. This is the same attitude that Jesus warns about us about in our parable this morning. We have all been given different and valuable gifts from our Lord. We have been given blessings, talents, and different abilities, and our Lord asks us to use those gifts and abilities that he has given us in faithful service to his kingdom. But this morning, we need to examine ourselves. We need to consider How well have we used the gifts that God has given us? How well have we been stewards of these blessings that our Lord has showered upon us? Have we always immediately put them to work in service to God's kingdom? Or have we at times hidden them away or used them for our own selfish ends? This morning... Let us consider how we can use the gifts that God has given us and have joy in faithful service in God's kingdom. Now, our gospel lesson that we heard this morning takes place again during the last few days of Jesus' life. You see, on Tuesday of Holy Week, Jesus had been teaching and preaching in the temple courts. And as he had finished up, he and his disciples left Jerusalem and went up on the Mount of Olives. The disciples had asked him some questions because Jesus had begun talking about the end of the world and the signs that would show that the end was approaching. And as he was instructing his disciples, he used several parables to illustrate the attitude that his people should have as they await his return. We heard about one of these parables last week, the parable of the ten wise and foolish virgins, where we understood that as God's people, we should always stand ready and watchful that our Lord could return at any moment. This week, we are looking at the parable of the talents, where Jesus reminds us that each of us has been given different gifts and abilities or talents from our Lord and that we are to use those in faithful service to his kingdom as we await his glorious return. 
Now, in the parable of the, t- of the talents, Jesus describes for us three different servants. All three of these servants served a rich master who was going to be going away on a long journey. And while he was away, he entrusted a portion of his money to his servants to put to work to gain more wealth for himself. Now, this parable is called the parable of the talents because we are told that he gives the men different um, talents, amounts of silver. A talent was a unit of measurement of about, about 75 pounds. So even the servant who had just the one talent, he was being given a substantial amount of money to go and put to work. We are told that this rich master gave his servants different amounts of money. To the first servant, he gave five talents. To the second, two. And to the third, only a single talent. But we are told the reason he did this is because he understood the strengths and abilities of his servants, and so he gave to them how much they were able to handle. Now, the first two servants went and took what they had been given, and they immediately went and put it to work. And they each were able to double their master's money by the time he returned. And when the master returned, he was overjoyed. He praised those servants for their good and faithful work. But the third man, the man who had been given a single talent, he didn't put that money to work. Instead, he took it, dug a hole, and hid it away. And when his master returned, he went and said, well, here, Lord, here is the talent you gave me. I'm I'm giving it back to you now. And the master was filled with anger because his servant had not been a good steward. He had not been faithful with what he had been given. Instead, he had hidden away and done absolutely nothing with that talent of silver. And so the master is filled with rage He tells him that he is a wicked and lazy servant and has him cast out to that place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Dear friends, as we consider this parable this morning, it gives us an opportunity to evaluate our own faithfulness in our service in God's kingdom. The Lord has all blessed us with different gifts and abilities. Some of us have been blessed with great personal wealth that we are able to use in support for God's church. Others have been given the gift of service where we can do different things around the church or to help our neighbors or loved ones in their lives. Some of us have the ability and the gift to be wonderful encouragers. Others have been given the ability to proclaim publicly the word of God. And still some of us have been given what the Irish call the gift of gab, that ability to go out and be able to talk to complete strangers, something that I'm not able to do very well. But some people can go and just strike up with a conversation and use that to share the message of the gospel. We have all been gifted in many different ways. But like the servants, God does not expect us to use gifts that he, has not been given, that he has not given to each of us. For example, I have been gifted with the ability to stand before you and share God's word. But if you needed someone to go out right now and run a marathon, I'm probably not the person you should be looking at. Or the same way if you needed someone to make a banner or something for the church, I don't have that particular set of skills. I'm not the person to ask, but there are others who have been gifted in those ways, 
that the Lord has given those abilities to to serve in his kingdom. And so God asks us to use what has been entrusted to us to work in service to his kingdom. But dear friends, how well have we done this in our lives? Have we always used our gifts and talents faithfully in service to God? Or have we at times hidden them away? Have we made the most, the most of every opportunity that the Lord has given us to serve? Or have we neglected opportunities and instead focused on what we want to do? Dear friends, we must all confess that at times we have allowed our own selfish wants and desires to take priority in our lives. We have not used the gifts and abilities that we have been given in faithful service to our Lord. We have not joyfully offered the first fruits of our blessings to God, but instead we have grudgingly and reluctantly given to God what we have left over after we've already gotten everything that we want in our lives. We've also not made the most of our time and we have let opportunities to serve God slip away. Dear friends, we are all guilty of what are called sins of omission. And there's a difference between a sin of omission and a sin of commission. A sin of commission is pretty easy to understand. That's an example of us going and sitting, breaking one of the commandments, for example. But a sin of omission is when we have an opportunity to do good, to serve in God's kingdom, and we choose not to do that good. Those sins are just as damning as sins of commission. God sees them equally as sin in our lives. We have not been perfectly faithful. We have not always used the blessings and abilities that we have given, been given to the best of our ability to serve God in his kingdom. Nor have we always remembered to be thankful to God, remembering that everything we have in our lives is a gift and trust from him. If we're honest, we should hear this parable of the talents and see ourselves not as the two faithful servants, but instead see ourselves as that wicked servant who was not faithful with what his master had given to us, given to him. Because of our sins, dear friends, we should, like him, be cast out into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We have not been faithful. We have not used our gifts and talents in faithful service to our Lord. And if we were judged by God based on our faithfulness, none of us could be saved. If we were saved by the works that we do, if it was all on us, none of us would be going to heaven. Praise be to God that we are not saved by what we do, but instead have been saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. While it's true, we are not faithful. Christ was faithful for us. Jesus never failed to make the most of his gifts and abilities. He used everything that he had in service to his God. He was perfect. He perfectly followed God's law in our place. 
He used his gifts and ability to preach God's word, to show love to those who needed to see love, to encourage, to heal the sick, to give sight to the blind, to show love to his enemies. Christ kept God's law perfectly. And Jesus did this for us. He did this so that he could then offer his life as a sacrifice to pay for our sins so that he on the cross could take all of our faithlessness, all of the times that we have failed to make the most of the abilities that God has given, he could take that upon himself and pay for it with his life. And in return, he gives to each one of us his perfect holiness. And all this Christ did because he loved us and wanted us to be his dear people. The Apostle Paul beautifully describes this perfect faithfulness of Christ in Philippians chapter 2. Paul writes, Though he was by nature God, he did not consider equality with God as a prize to be displayed, but he emptied himself by taking the nature of a servant. When he was born in human likeness and his appearance was like that of any other man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, all this Christ did so that we could be his own dear children. He sacrificed his life for us. He endured the torments of hell that we deserved so that he could make us his own, so that he could pay for our sins. By his death, he destroyed the power of sin, and by his resurrection, he conquered death so that he could give to us the gift of eternal life with him. Because of his sacrifice, we are members of God's household. We have been given the gifts of forgiveness and eternal life. But more than that, as if that were not enough, just think of how God has continually and daily showered blessings upon us. Everything that we have in our lives, our clothing, the food that we eat, the roof over our heart, heads, our talents, our abilities, all of these are a gift from our God that he has given to us because he loves us and wants us to be happy. And because we are his people, we, because we have that faith of Christ in our hearts, we use those gifts in service to his church. Because we are Christians, we cannot help but do good works in service to our God. Martin Luther described our life of faith in this way. Oh, it is a living, busy, active, mighty thing, this faith. It is impossible for it not to be doing good works incessantly. It does not ask whether good works are to be done, but before the question is asked, it has already done them and is constantly doing them. Whoever does not do such works, however, is an unbeliever. Dear friends, each of us have been gifted by the Lord in so many different ways. As Paul wrote in our lesson we heard this morning, we are all joined together as one body in Christ. But just like a body has different parts, hands, feet, eyes, ears, and each one of those things serves a different, important, and unique function. So each one of us has different, important, and unique gifts that help build up the church of Christ. We all work together in service of our God, and each of us serves in a unique and special way. 
The Apostle Paul encourages us to use those gifts in Romans chapter 12. He writes, For we have many members in one body, and not all the members have the same function. In the same way, though we are many, we are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We have different gifts according to the grace God has given us. If the gift is prophecy, do it in complete agreement with the faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then encourage. If it is contributing, be generous. If it is leadership, be diligent. And if it is showing mercy, do it cheerfully. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, using the gifts and abilities that God has given us in service to him brings us joy. It brings us joy because we know that we are using what has been entrusted to us in service to God. It brings us joy because we can see how our gifts and abilities bring joy and happiness to the lives of others. Just like those brothers who found that painting felt joy that they were now able to share that painting with others, we too feel joy when we can share our gifts with others, when we can use it in service to God. Because we know that because of the blood of Christ, we are God's people. And because of that, everything that God sees us do in our lives is a good work in his eyes. Because of Christ, we can stand before our Lord on that last great day of judgment and hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Amen.